always sung the song, it changed a little bit. There is a bride standing up. Brother Brown says in one place, she's standing to her feet. We're always looking forward to something and failing to see what where we are now. And I guess that's a part of the ministry is to point to the word of God and what not learn what has happened, but what is happening now. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your specials this morning. If you can just stay there, Brother Ryan, for a little bit, I'd like to sing a little chorus. One sat alone beside the highway begging. You can just start playing that. I have a couple of announcements I'd like to, to make this morning. Most of them, some of them have been made, but I'd like to make this one first. Sister Charlotte Hoyer is going to be baptized tonight. Amen. Grandma's here, and she's going to be leaving, and the baptismal tank has been redone, and uh, however, whoever Michael got to get it, it was a fantastic job. They did a wonderful job. And so then if there's anybody here, what doth hinder you? If God has been dealing with you, we're going to have a baptismal service after the evening service. And Brother Michael Ray will be speaking this evening. 30 years, I think it is this month, we've been in this church. If you can imagine, 30 years we have been in this little church. Look at the floor. Look at the rug. You know, when they were in the first exodus, it says that their shoes never wore out. Their garments didn't wear out. Look at your rugs at home. And how many thousands of tens of thousands of feet and special meetings and meetings we've had in this church. And we see the the facility the way it is. I say, Lord has blessed us. The Lord has blessed us. But it does need some tender care. It really does. And it's our responsibility as this is our building that the Lord Jesus has given us, is that we always are concerned, and we do. We're concerned about missions, but there's a mission field right here at home. And we don't want to see it get in disarray in any means, and we see the different things. And Matthew, I, I admired those bathrooms. You know, I, I don't get in there often. And, uh, you know, you say, what are you talking about, a bathroom? You should have seen it before. And, it, and you talk about a transformation. Well, we might, we've done the roof, we've done different things, we're doing, going to be doing the air conditioning, working on that, we're going to be working on, and uh, trustees have been sitting down discussing, replacing maybe some of the rugs, mostly the, in the sanctuary and different things, so keep that in mind in your giving, that takes, that takes an offering, that takes a people, you, do you enjoy this building? It, it's our building, it's not one person's building, this is your building. And we, we just want to do our part to keep it in, in a wonderful shape. We are going to a summer schedule, so that will be um, leaving Seattle open for the ministry to get down in the afternoon. We'll try and get a schedule for you, and uh, we'll be going down. I'll be going down, Brother Tim, and I know Brother John for sure. We'll be going to assist the assembly down in in Renton, Washington. So if you'd like to go, know who's preaching, we'll put some sort of little schedule up at the back beforehand. We had a wonderful evening the other night at the school. That was a wonderful evening. 
And um, not only am I proud of the of our students, but I'm proud of our teachers that God has given us. And where's Brother Phil Gertzen? Where's Brother Phil? Is he here somewhere or is he with a baby somewhere? Where is he? Wherever he is. He's a he's an integral part of that school. And the different music programs that he's put together and our, we see our children. Listen, I know what it is to be in a grade eight band. I was in a grade eight band. And most grade eight bands I will pass by. They're just, I wouldn't say disgraceful, but they're pitiful. And I repented one time because when we first had our first, uh, I think it was our art and music evening, was here in the fellowship room. And um, I said to Joanne, I ain't going. Grade 8 band's playing. I, I stay away from grade 8 bands. She said, honey, you got to go. You got to go. I said, okay, I'll go. So she prevailed and I went. And I was shocked at the quality of music that Brother Phil Gertzen got our, our young people to play. And so I went and I repented. I told Brother Phil, I said, I am sorry I was not coming. But you know what? It was worth every minute of it. And I'm proud of the students and I'm proud of the teachers. I'm just proud of the school. So God bless you. We had a, a wonderful, wonderful evening. Talked to Brother Tim Pruitt this week and Brother Tim will be our guest speaker. And he's going to also bring Brother Timothy with him. So Timothy has blessed us at winter camps. He's done a, a couple or two or three. And uh, he's going to be with us along with Brother David Mayer. We're just going to have a wonderful time. Um, I was just in Edmonton and, and uh, a lot of the Edmontonians said we're coming down. And I know there's only a certain limit for everything. So I, I think I heard Brother Derek said you better sign up quickly. Uh, there's only so many spaces and uh, trust that we give the church the first first option. So I think it's go. Is it June 15th, Michael? June 15th is the last day to register. Amen. John is in. Brother John Andes is in Boston with Brother David Combo, and uh, I know I've got some pictures already. And of course, Brother John's preaching. I'm sure they're going to have a wonderful time. Wonderful time. He'll be back, Lord willing, on Monday. One sad alone. Let's stand. Beside the highway begging His eyes were blind The light he could not see He clutched his rag And shivered in This is what we want, saints Then Jesus came
something this morning that you would want changed why don't you bow your head in a word of prayer say Lord when you come all tears are wiped away it makes a difference when Jesus comes ask the leper ask the blind man ask the person next to you when Jesus came things changed And maybe you want something to change for yourself this morning. You say, well, I don't know what the other needs are, but I have a need this morning. And I want Jesus to come by my way. Minister to my need. Heavenly Father, just trembling within myself this morning. Knowing unless you come, Lord, this is fruitless. Just fruitless, Lord. Come this morning. I don't care who it is, Lord. I really don't. I don't know whether you had it in the scripture for this morning's service. You would leave the 99 for one. I don't know. But I'm that one, Lord. I'm the one. Maybe there's one out in the assembly that wants to identify themselves and say, I'm that one. I need the great shepherd to come. Not only turn my life around, but my situation, my burden. And so, Lamb of God, we come to you not on merit of own ourselves, but boldly through the blood of the Lamb. We approach the throne of grace. We've sung songs. Pray now, Lord, as we turn to the word, that the word himself would come forward. In some small way, I can move myself aside that the Holy Spirit himself will take the word itself and heal the people. We have a greater appreciation of this message than we've ever had before in our lives, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that God, you will revelate us as we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We sit in that kingdom, Lord, where the king is present. Would you minister to every life? Father, we commit the service to you. So much could be said or so much could be asked, but you know our heart. So I commit this morning service to you, praying, God, thy will be done. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. 
Would you turn to your Bibles, please, without any further delay? There's so much that can be said. We just want the mind of God in all things, don't we? So I'd like you to turn to Mark's gospel. I'd like you to turn to verse 45, Mark 10, verse 45. And I have to apologize for last week, and I do have the scripture here, that I kept on saying turn to, and I was reading a uh, translation different than the King James Version, and everybody was looking at it and said, what is Tom reading? Can we just get over that already? You know, that cut and paste doesn't work every time. <laughs> it doesn't work every time. I go through a lot of translations to try and get the right one, and I thought I had the right one. It was the right one I wanted to emphasize, but it wasn't the one we were reading. So please uh, accept my apology this morning. We do make mistakes, and we are human. And yet, the prophet said, all mistakes are under the blood. So I've asked for forgiveness. So you can't hold any charge against me. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. One, this one verse is marvelous. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That will probably be my second or third service after this one. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples. Isn't that... I've always marveled at this. (laughs) And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho. That means he was on a mission, wasn't he? He'd come and he went. With his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of... How do you say it? Timaeus, his dad. He's Bartimaeus, Timaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the high wayside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him, to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting, and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He knew exactly his problem. You say, well, he was blind. He could have had other problems. But this was a problem he wanted solved. Lord, my sight, that I might receive my sight. 
And Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. It's exactly 1128. So however the pre-service went, blame Derek. You're always good to blame somebody, right? But here we are in the house of God on this resurrection morning, rejoicing in the goodness of his grace. Most of us, some of us have family and some of us don't here. It does not matter because it's an individual walk with God. And what matters is that you have your own personal walk with him. That's really what matters. As we have said over the years, people come and people go. We don't worry about that. And maybe the one next to you or beside you or behind you will themselves. I got the words of Peter saying, where can I go? For thou has a word alone has the words of eternal life. You know, they've been celebrating the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And so I looked up what were the chances of surviving D-Day. It was a time when now the Allied forces had come to Europe. They had come to stand behind, to free them, as you heard this morning. To be free, to free them from the tyranny of Nazism. What was the chances of surviving D-Day? What are the chances that some of us had parents in the war? My grandfather in First World War I, my dad in World War II, my mother in World War II. Many of us have relatives that survived the war. And that reason alone is in the hands of God, and God knew who and where that seed had to be passed down. But it took a cost, a great cost of lives, for us to have freedom. They did many studies on this. What are the chances of being surviving D-Day? My father passed away when he was 59 in 1984. My mother remarried seven years later. Married another gentleman who had also been in the army in World War II. Shipped over to Europe as an 18-year-old boy. So often because you've been influenced by Hollywood, you think everybody's G.I. Joe. And it's pitiful. Your influence and my influence of what we think a soldier is. They are just like the brothers in this church. There's no Rambos. There is elite, of course, forces. And they've been trained that way. And they are trained for a certain particular reason. But uh, I would say 95% are just regular soldiers, just like you and I. And Elf, my mom's second husband, said as they were landing, he was crying. He was 18 years old. 
bullets. Hey, people are, they're just dying all around you. You don't know what to expect. But you know, nobody just said, hey, let's give up and let's go home. People died all around us. But we're not giving up. We've got a purpose. We have a goal. And there's nothing going to stop us from achieving our objective that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Nothing that Laodicea can dish out at us. Because I've already read the end of the book, there are those that are going to overcome, that are going to sit with him in the Father's throne. And I want to say to you this morning, I am one of them. Period. Satan, get it. Because the bride is coming to her place. The songwriter said, I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. Well, then, to have more of Him, you have to have less of the world. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? You say, I wonder why my child doesn't have an experience in God. What is his time in the presence of God? Is it just church? If that is just church alone. And the influence of other things are influencing them. We have a problem. Or I should say, parents, there is a problem. What are the chances of surviving D-Day when bullets are flying in? 2,000 paratroopers. 345,000 bullets are being fired across the skies and covering only nine square miles. We're only talking nine square miles on D-Day. We're not talking a large portion of land. We're talking one area. They're going to attack. They said the chances of surviving was 25%. One in four. Look around you. One in four is going to die. The total casualties from June, the date, June 6th, the date of D-Day to August 30th, only three months. The cost was 400 and 25,000 men. I think we need to absorb that. For your freedom. Oh, he said, well, that was many years ago. Somebody died. So that you could live this kind of life. In the situation or area that you live. Somebody you'll never know. Mothers lost their children. Daddies lost their boys. Husband, wives lost their husbands. And we take it as casual as that. There are men and women on the front lines today. That are allowing you to have this privilege. And I don't think a church like ours should take it for granted. 
I don't care what force it is, police force, army. I don't care what it is. They put themselves in harm's way for us to be able to gather like this at this junction of time. 425,000 were killed. It's an amazing amount of people. You hear often fire engines, ambulances, and police cars, often. And they will do anything to save one life. They will helicopter them. They will fly them. They will do anything for one life. Can we do that? This is an ambulance driver. This is a fire truck driver. We're trying to save lives. Because a life, one soul, is worth 10,000 worlds. It's not a casual thing that we gather and just hear a minister minister. Can I hear amen? And then, of course, we shall never forget... On a hill, far away, stood an old rugged cross. It was the emblem of suffering and shame. It cost heaven. That the Prince of Peace, the King of Glory, the Lord of Lords, to die for you. To give you a life that you can live. When there's such warring out there. Because we have a warfare going on, but it's not a flesh and blood. Without the Prince of Peace paying our ransom and paying the price, you would not be free this morning. Not my will, thy will be done. It costs Something very real and very dear. If somebody came in here or someone that we know was just shot arbitrarily before us, it would be a horrific sight and something you would never forget. Some daddy paying a price for their children to live. But our God paid the price so that his children could live. 
Please turn to first, I'm sorry, first, Colossians 1, first chapter. Colossians 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. The gospel that we believe came at great cost. Everybody listening now. The gospel that we believe came at great cost. From Genesis to now, through the church ages to now... This earth has been bathed in blood. But I want you to read in Colossians 1 and 20 with me. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you, and I've got it circled, me, that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Paul writes, yet now hath he reconciled. Now, this morning, God has reconciled you, or He's restored you, or He has now brought harmony back to the Father for you. In the body of His flesh through death to present who? You and me, unblameable and unreprovable. In his sight. Now, the reason why I'm taking it slow is because I want us to get it. I don't want you to zone out. I want, by the help of the Holy Spirit, for us to realize what we are, who we are, and where we are in Christ. Paul also writes then to the Ephesians, which, of course, many of us have read for years. According, the Bible says you don't need to turn, uh, chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, If we dissect every word, we'll be here for a very, very long time. But how many actually believe the Bible? How many, you know, you you just have to take a grip within your heart and say, I believe this Bible. Heavens and earth will pass away, but this word will never pass away. Do you believe this Bible? Now, Paul is then being very direct to a certain group of people, Sarah. I will never forget you, Sarah. 
It was a wonderful trip in China. You were a great influence over there. You impacted many lives. And don't forget it. God sees you. He sees you. According as He's chosen you. In Him. Oh, my. So He's chosen us. In Him. You've always been in Him. So if we can get this, I I don't want to say revelation because revelation is overused, but it's the right word. If the Holy Spirit would revelate us to this, we would be different. We would act different. According as He's chosen us. So Jenny, He's chosen us. Chosen you. Chosen me. When did he choose you? When has that choice come? It wasn't you choosing God. It was God choosing you. With a myriad of other people. Billions of other people. But this is why it's personal. Because you've got to believe I'm the you. That Paul is talking about right there. Don't look around the room. Look at me. Peter said look on me. This is eternal life. Saints please. Don't get this to a church service. Please. Don't insult the preacher. He's waited and looked. Not just me but the brethren. Looked for hours and days. What is the Holy Spirit wanting you to know? Letting you know that you are in Him. He marked you out in Him before the foundation of the world. And if He had you in His thought, you always were in His thought. You aren't a beaten down people. You are the elected lady. Don't get that, don't get that beaten woman thing. complex on you Satan has beaten you down they call it the even you've been held hostage by the enemy and set free by the word and then we get they call it the Stockholm syndrome anybody ever heard of that before where that person that is kidnapped actually starts to have feelings for their kidnapper and they can't, even the psychologists don't, can't even get their head around it. But God help us. I don't got no feelings for the devil that kidnapped me. I've got only one feeling and that's to the Lord Jesus Christ. When I sat alone on the highway begging in this world, then Jesus came. And that's what you need to know as a personal person, whether you be a young person or an adult alike. It was Jesus that came by your way and heard your despairing cry. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a society of Cloverdale Bible Way. I do not know why you're here. But I believe the bride is here because they love the bridegroom. Can I hear amen? I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he first loved me. Amen.
According as he has chosen us in him. He chose you. Jonas, he chose you in him. This is where, that's why I've been preaching all, all these last months. It's because my mind is just, it's amazing. To think that somehow we found ourselves in the mind of God forever. Stepping into time and going back into eternity. That's mind boggling. But it's true. Can I hear it's true? It's true. Chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The Greek diglot, I believe Brother Biscoe preached on this back in the early or late 70s or early 80s. Somehow my little brain picks these things up because it became like a searing revelation to me. He used the Greek diglot and said, God previously marked you out in love. Hallelujah. Nobody chose me, but he chose me. I might have been a loser in the world, but I'm a winner in Christ. I might not have been one of the popular guys, but I've been in him. And I'm going back to him. He previously chose you, Nicole. Previously. You've got to put your name in the Bible. He previously chose me in Christ. Actually, one translation says in the Greek... It says, actually, he selected you for himself. Sounds like the prophet saying that. That God chose himself a bride. <laughs> the Greek has to tie, the word has to tie up with this message. It is the word. All right. So he selected us for himself. Before the foundation of the world that we would be holy, consecrated, set apart for him and blameless in his sight. If you are saved and washed in the blood of the lamb, I'm declaring you by Colossians and Ephesians this morning, you are blameless. Mm-hmm. The sins I used to do, I don't do them no more. What I did yesterday, they're under the blood. Amen. We're not perfect, but in Him we are. So the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus cried out. Can you turn to, I love Psalms 34. Can we read it together? Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Maybe it would be good for us all to read it. Follow along as I read it. Maybe be a real revelation for some, even the first, first verse. I will bless the Lord at... <laughs> so then that's obviously, as we've said so often in the good times and the bad times. Doesn't matter what time. I will bless the Lord. It doesn't say sometime or 95% of the time. So I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. 
Notice what it says. His praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for giving me a good wife or a good family, a good church, a wonderful pastor. No complaining here. You can't get complaining in this chapter. (laughs) You can't get complaining. I will bless the Lord at all times. You tell me how you complain and bless the Lord at all times. Unless you're blaming the Lord for what at all. Lord, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Please. That's not praising him. That's accusing him. So I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Could we just stop there and just praise him? (laughs) My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. This Sunday morning, let's exalt the name of the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I sought the Lord and... Just a second. I, personal pronoun. Are you reading your name in there on the I? I sought the Lord and he what? He heard me. Did he hear you? Are you sure he heard you? I'm questioning you now. (laughs) Did he hear you? Praise the Lord. I'm not, I'm not questioning whether you, I'm just trying to reinforce this to you. I sought the Lord because I'm, I've got quote after quote after quote where Brother Bram says, he heard you when you prayed. He heard you praying there that, he heard you. Right now, as you're speaking those words, how did he know that? I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from. What was the message to do is take the fear off the people. Amen. It's not you're going to find. Am I going to find out when I get there that I made it? That's the way the Catholic Church, United Church, Methodist Church, Baptist Church, churches all over this globe will tell you, well, you won't know until you get over there whether or not you made it. But I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed Brother John preached this. Is Greg here? When Greg rededicated his life to the Lord. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. So the Lord hears you when you pray, Roy? Or, or just half the time? All the time. So he knows your burdens. He knows your needs. He knows your desire. The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him. And what? And I didn't quite hear you there. He delivered them. Brother Bram said, 
He says, those angels that are encamped about you don't leave you when you go home from church. They actually go with you. Brother Tim and I were talking this week and he was telling me the story about Billy Paul and how the Billy Paul swatted or somebody, Brother Branham swatted Billy Paul, was it? And he said, your angel was, oh, Billy Paul swatted his son. And Brother Branham said his angel was offended. So the angels of the Lord encamp about you, Jana, every day, every moment, right here, right now. And the angels of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord encamp about them that fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So here's the poor man. Here's blind Bartimaeus by the roadside. Here he is. Probably not even taking notice. In one place, Brother Bram said he was older. He was an older. How many times had he got up in the morning? How many times had people tripped him or pushed him? He couldn't see. How many times has he been forgotten? Overlooked? Pushed aside? Scoffed at? Mocked at? Because of his, of his need. Born blind. But the Son of Man came. And I thought it's so wonderful to have that scripture before blind Bartimaeus. For even the Son of Man had come not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And now here he walks right into Jericho and out of Jericho. This one that's going to give his life a ransom. He was on his way to Calvary. But he had time. To heal a blind man. He's got time for you this morning. And the Sunday morning service. He's got time to deliver you. If you just cried out. Because my Bible says he hears you always. Amen. Oh God hammer this down. Mothers that have burdens. He hears you always. Daddies with concerns. He hears you always. And the, and the poor man cried and Flying Boyer may have cried out. But the Bram said, Jesus never heard his voice. Jesus, Jack, heard his faith. Glory. So maybe this morning you're sitting there and and you're wondering, do I have to shout? You don't have to do nothing. You just need your faith to raise up and say, oh, God, hear me while I pray. Hear me, Lord. I need an experience. We got young people that are interested in young men or young men interested in young ladies. You better know she's got the Holy Ghost. Or you better know he's got the Holy Ghost. Not because he's a good, rich, young ruler. Not because he looks good in a tie sitting here. You better know he's got the Holy Ghost. We're going to go through some rough waters. Does everybody hear that? Because if I had a daughter, I'd be protecting my daughter right now. I don't care if he's a nice boy, good boy, don't get it. Holy Ghost filled boy, get it. Yeah. 
Holy Ghost filled young lady. That's why the meetings are serious. You don't sit there and just, you know, hope that the service gets over real quickly. But you can pull because that little girl beside you needs the Holy Ghost. They need to know they need it. We're fighting for your children. Talk about a battle. We talk about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands dying. There have men that have sacrificed themselves for this gospel. And we're not going to let this gospel down. We're going to hold it high. You're not saved this morning. You say, how do I get saved? I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there this morning. How do I get saved? Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. We can get into the revelations and I, I'd love to. I got 20 pages. I thought, okay, I'll divide four pages into part one, four pages into part two, four pages into part three. See, it's not how long we can preach. It's what the Holy Spirit wants us to speak. We don't also, adults, live in the glare of what God did for you 20 years ago. I would want a personal, everyday experience with the God that saved me 40 years ago. It's the same God that is here right now. You had brothers preach their hearts out. And now you're middle-aged. But now we're more refined. But it was those fiery preachers that got your heart, that God used to save your soul. Do I have to look back? No. But he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. It wasn't very difficult to figure out his problem. He's blind. That's not difficult, is it? But we can sit in our pews with our eyes wide open and blind to the things of God. That's that's way more difficult. Be quiet, Tom. I'll shout it out. You're too fanatical. I'll shout it out. I don't want my grandchildren to miss this rapture. I don't want your children to miss this rapture. I don't want my children to miss this rapture. It'll take real perseverance for you to fight through your fog to see Calvary this morning. It will take real perseverance because so many things are trying to occupy your mind. Trying to fix it up on what's going to happen this afternoon. You forget it because right now the Holy Spirit is wrestling with a soul because the soul that sinneth, it shall die. So now parents, are you with me? Are you with me? 
Brother Bram said, how, did the baby, how does the baby get a bottle? It cries. David said, when I cried, he'd heard me. Blind man cried and he heard him. Lepers cried and they heard him. The lame cried and they heard him. Come on, come on. Come on, Bible way. Tom cried and he heard him. Victor cried and he heard him. Did you cry? Did you cry out? Jesus, save me. Save me, Jesus. Hallelujah. And many charged him to be quiet. Hold your peace. But you know, that's like telling a child, don't touch that. Huh? Don't touch that. And you know, don't touch that. You challenging that? Huh? Here was a man that knew he had a need. And really, that revelation in itself of you knowing you need more of Christ is one of the greatest revelations you could get. Where we could say, I want more of Jesus more and more and more. Uh huh. Uh huh. More than popularity at your little school. Oh, I gotta wear a certain thing because this is popular. Popular with whom? Some unclean kid that wants to defile you? And then you're in a church where the Holy Spirit and angels are present and they want to wash you, pick you up, love you, hold you. You would rather have that in your school than Jesus that is here. Jesus stood still because of his faith. Because of blind Bartimaeus' faith, Jesus stood still. Then it turns around and then Jesus commands. Doesn't says asks. He commands him. Bring Rhea here. We were under command. We've been chosen before the foundation of the world. There's no devil that can ever have you, get you, hold you. Lose her. Let her go, Abimelech. You can't have her. She's God's property. And we have to get that to ourselves, Sister Ellison. She's mine. God gave me my children. What does a mother's heart say? Uh, listen, I know when my boys were growing up, Mother Bear Joanne, she was a real Mother Bear. You know, when somebody comes around a baby cub, Mama Bear going to come to the rescue. But we got Papa Eagle. He's going to come to your rescue this morning. All you have to do is cry. All you have to do is pray. Hallelujah. You can pray. Lord. Listen, you don't have to pray aloud. You can pray right here, Bruce. Right here. Right here. Right here. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. How many of us were sinners? All of us. There wasn't one of us that was born like Jesus. We were all sinners. But we were saved by grace. He threw away his garment. And as I put right there, I said, what a great exchange, Darren. 
What a great exchange. I gave him my old tattered garment. He gave me a robe of pure white. Why wouldn't you want to exchange it? And he threw down, or the Bible says he cast away his garments. The old garments that were worn, I don't know. In history they said it was sometimes years. Tattered. Poor beggar. There's not one of you like him. Naturally. And then Jesus just said, what would you have me do, Sally? He just asked the question. He just asked the question. It's personal. He just asked Anna, Anna, what would you have me do? You know what you want. Blind Bartimaeus knew what he wanted, Darren. I want my eyes. What do you want this morning? What do you want? Do you want to just be a churchgoer? Do you just want to come to Bible Way? You want a real experience in the Holy Ghost? You want the Holy Ghost to start moving? I told the Lord I need a greater dedication myself. A greater consecration. Because I have a great craving. For more of Him. More of the Holy Spirit to move. Not... Just like Brother Bram said, not just a good service. And as I was with Moses, I want to see my church cross over. That's what he said. It's not just to have good meetings. That's not, that's not it. But to see the church move into the promise. Move. Do you feel like you can identify with blind Bartimaeus? Can you feel like you can identify with him, have the same feeling, same action as him? And the question in the message called why? The question mark. He saw it said upon the basis of something speaking to you. Is everybody listening to me now? Just focus again. Upon the basis of something speaking to you. That you wanted to be saved. Something spoke to you. To come to the altar. You did it. Are you listening? Now, you've confessed your sins. Lord, I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right. Did he go through every situation of their lives? Well, I stole when I a licorice and I did. This. He said, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Lord, I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right. How simple is this? Will you forgive me? See? Now listen to what a prophet says. 
He said, he that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So you have to make a motion. Okay? The motion. A motion. Doesn't have to be an all, it could be in your seat. Make a motion. I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right, Lord. Now listen to what he said. When you raised from your seat, you were already forgiven. Hallelujah. We make it complicated, but it's not complicated. I don't want to be wrong. I want to do right. When you got up from your seat, you were already forgiven. Oh, I thought this church would erupt. When you raised from this seat where you were, you were already forgiven. Now just accept him. All you've done forgotten. Who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want to stand to their feet? Who wouldn't want to say, I've been wrong and I want to be right? Jesus, forgive me. The minute you left your seat, your sins were forgiven. And when you accepted him, your sins have been forgotten. I say to the balcony, praise his holy name. Praise his name. Hallelujah. When Bartimaeus stood up, he was forgiven. What would you have me do? Give me sight. Hallelujah. What would you have Jesus do to you this morning? God honor your faith, mother. God honor your faith, daddy. God honor your faith this morning. Hallelujah. I think there'd be a few more people standing. A little bit, a few more people desperate. Some people leave already. That's fine. Some people stand. That's fine. But I know Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's either true or it's not true. But I'll say it's true, Brother Alex. Hallelujah. We would never know this unless a prophet told us this. But I believe it this morning. Hallelujah. You raise from your seat. You're already forgiven. And as I preached before, forgiven and forgotten. Never to be remembered again, Milko. Hallelujah. But I've never stood before. Well, why don't you stand? Why don't you do an action? Why don't you do something that's out of the ordinary? Like Zacchaeus did. He climbed a tree. But he did it when the Son of Man was present. And when that Son of Man came, he looked up and said, Today, salvation has come to your house. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that poor man cried. And that beggar cried. And Tom cried. Hallelujah. And I got out of my seat. I came to the front. And then Jesus came. Hallelujah. God bless you, saints. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, and I love a sweep of the Holy Spirit just to start moving from the Adam Morris over to Elias, over to Brother Malcolm, over to Brother Henry. I love to see the Holy Spirit start moving. Don't look at me. Look to Jesus. Look to him and live. Jesus, my little girls need you. Jesus, my little boys need you. Jesus, I need you. You were chosen. Previously marked out in love for a time such as this. Hallelujah. Oh, how I love Jesus. Amen, Sister Hetty. As a little girl coming out of the colony. What was it? It was Jesus pulling you into his presence. Hallelujah. One can send a thousand to ten thousand. Brother Titus, you're standing there for your daughter. You believe for her. It's in this kind of service, in this kind of atmosphere, wherever he comes, the supernatural takes place. Hallelujah. Time to call out on God. Time to ask Jesus when he passes by. Let your faith explode. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said in his wonders to perform, he said, if Christ is present right away, he said, the world would never respect him. But when Jesus comes, those that are predestinated, those that are the chosen, they recognize him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I wouldn't even know how to, how to stop or how to close or how to do whatever. But if I was you right now and the Holy Spirit is present and you want something for God, why don't you just individually at this moment just say, Lord, whatever it is, I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it right now, right where I'm standing. But ah, brother Tom, you don't know me. God knows you. Brother Branham, here I got right here. Brother Branham's walking home with a man who killed two to three people. And he said, would Jesus have me? Would Jesus have me? Brother Branham said, the very fact that you're asking is the very fact that he wants you. Maybe there's somebody else who wants to believe for their family or somebody else that... We don't have to go on much longer, saints. Don't have to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is unusual. God does unusual things. He works in unusual ways. Well, I would never thought that the service would go like this. Neither did I. 
But God bless your honesty. God bless your perseverance. Fighting through the fog that's trying to come to your mind. God will bless you. God will strengthen you. God will grant it to you. He honors faith. If I had an unsaved loved one, I would want to be standing in his presence. You just don't know. Maybe this is the time. The Holy Spirit is going to go by their neighborhood. But why would you want to limit him? I want God that's unlimited. Ah, but it shows a weakness. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Andy, God saw you stand just like that moment. God saw that. God saw that. Hallelujah. God saw that. God will honor that, Andy. Hallelujah. How great. How great. How great. How great. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, fall on me. Holy Spirit, fall on us as an assembly. Fall on me, Lord. Forgive me, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Musicians, why don't you come? I'm going to close it right here. Gonna close it with you praising him. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. I shall keep, his praise shall be continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Very scripture we read this morning. You are fulfilling it right now. Hallelujah. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. God, without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I'd surely fail. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's magnify the Lord. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's all lift up our hands. Let's all praise him. It doesn't matter how long a service is. It doesn't matter how short a service It's when Jesus comes. That's all that matters when Jesus comes. And I want to say to you this morning, His Word has come your way. And I want you to cry out, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others that are calling, don't pass me by, Lord. Don't pass me by, Lord. I've come to too many services where it seemed I've been like a dry old log. 
this morning it just seems that the sweetness of your presence has been something a little special How great you are, Lord. How great you are. Oh, God. There's none like you. There'll never be anyone like you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Maybe there's somebody who just wants to make their way out front. Maybe you want to just lift up your heart to him and just step out and say, Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. Say, is a friend anywhere special? No, you can do it right at your seat if you like. But there is none like him this morning. If you want something broken in your life that's been troubling you, today is your day to be loose. Hallelujah. We can wait from the balcony to come down. We, it doesn't matter who you are. It really doesn't matter right now, saints. It's been out of the control of men. No one else. No one else like him. Maybe some of you that have never opened your mouth to praise him this morning. Psalm 34 is your psalm this morning. Say, but people don't expect that. Say, I didn't expect this kind of a service either. Maybe there's somebody who wants to make their way and make a declaration. I don't know. I don't know. Only Jesus knows. Only Jesus knows. Oh, Jesus, would you see us, Lord? It doesn't matter where we are. Don't get lost in the crowd. <laughs> There was a crowd following Jesus, but Bartimaeus never was lost in that crowd. You won't get lost either. You'll never get lost in the presence of Jesus because he marked you out. You deserve the glory. Deserves the honor. Just think of it, sinner friend, just by getting up out of your seat and acknowledging Jesus as your Savior. A prophet said you're already forgiven. And by the time you made it to the front, it's already forgotten. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, what are you waiting for? I don't know what I'm waiting for. Maybe there's one here, just one that wants Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior. I slipped out one day. 
That brother can't slip down on his seat. It doesn't matter where you are. Oh, you are great. And you do miracles. Do a miracle this morning. Greatest miracle. To change a sinner to a saint. Oh, Spirit of God, move.